0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, my Facebook viewers, to our first presentation on my computer. Welcome, my podcast viewers um, from around the world. Um, Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. Kim here. I am running a little late, I've had about three or four weeks off. trying to get back on the swing things. I've got some content that needs to be moved from my iPad to currently online. Have not done that yet. Uh, When I do, you'll know. Uh, I've been doing some church recordings at one of the local churches here. And another one somewhere else in Arlington as well. Uh, A couple outside of Arlington, actually. Um... Uh, yes, I am live. As I said, welcome here, Kimberly. Uh, your local rabbi and minister. Some people call me Yaya, others call me Yaloma. So it's whatever you want to call me, whatever, I don't care. I'm your local rabbi and minister at Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. Um, uh, I welcome my pod viewers, I welcome uh, my podcast viewers I, from iTunes, uh, iHeart, um, In the coming weeks, I will be picking up Pandora, um, Telemundo, Um, I've also got um, Telvex, Telnail, or tel L, and a couple others that I deal with. So tonight, we are getting back into the Book of Mysteries, and tonight's discussion will be Into the Deep Think. When you think about Into the Deep, what does it mean and why? Um, our next discussion will be the mystery of the t- timid, uh or Tamad. Uh, but we're going to talk about into the deep. What is into the deep and why are we talking about deeper meanings? All right. So we're going to go to Genesis. I'm going to give you the verse ahead of time talking about deeper meanings. 49-25. Okay, we will going go to 25 because that's our reading for this evening. We have three. So according to this, it says the Messiah was teaching the multitudes about multitudes from the boat on the Sea of Galilee, says the teacher. He turned to his disciple, Simon, and said, launch out into the deep and let your nets out forecast. So he did, and they cast so many fish at their nets began to break. What do you see in that, in that? It's wise to listen to the Messiah, he replied. Yes, but what did he tell them to do to launch out into the deep and to launch out into the deep? That's right there, to launch out into the deep. So the teachers teaching him uh, affects similarly of what the Messiah or Mashiach was trying to teach his disciples at the time. The blessings of God aren't found in shallow water. So we see here he's saying the blessings of the Messiah or the Mashiach are not found or the blessings of God are not found in the shallow reaches. We have to go into the deep ocean or the deep water to understand the context of the Mashiach. Okay, uh, you won't find the sw- them swimming in the shallow waters of faith. Mm. Interesting, he mentions faith. The shallow waters of faith. What is the shallow waters of faith? There are many who call themselves by the Messiah's name. But before that, it goes on to say he paused for a moment. As if to think and then continue. So he says, Only let's see, there are many who call themselves by the Messiah's name, but most dwell only in the shallow water. They stay by the shore, by that which is familiar, only known to the shallow water of God. So here we're talking about the deeper things of God, the deeper teachings of God, the meats of God what God wants us to know, and how to approach going into the deeper meanings of the connotative of being a believer. And one of the deepest things I've learned is to trust. Besides faith, there is trust and belief. There is also coming to know. Okay, so let's go on and see what he says. They stay by the shore by that which is familiar and comfortable. They never fully leave the old ways, the old life, so they only know the shallow water of God. They only step out into the shoreline. Others who are called by his name never fully launch out. They never enter the deep, they believe, but with a shallow faith. They read the scriptures, but only see the surface, the shallow of the word they pray, but only in the shallow of prayers. They never enter, enter the deep of it. They know of God's love, but they never enter the deep of his love. And I said once before, I do not answer PMs, so please quit PMing me. I'm ignoring you. Um, let's see what we want. Lunch out. They never go into the deep places. They believe, but with a shallow faith. They read the scriptures, only seeing the surface, the shallow of the word. They pray only in the shallow of prayers. They never enter the deep of it. They know of God's love, but they never enter the deepness of his love. And so they never... Know the deep of his blessing. But if you want the blessings of God, you must leave the shallow and launch out away from the shore, away from its distractions, away from the old and familiar, and into the deep, into the deep waters of faith, the deep waters of his presence, the deep of his word, the deep of his worship, the deep of his joy, the deep of his spirit, and the deep of his heart. That's where you, your blessings are waiting to be found. And miracles, I ask, miracles so big that your net will break, but only when you venture into the deep. So here is our daily devotion for today. It says, the mission, launch out into the deep waters of God today and there let down your nets that it might break with his blessings. So we are going to look at Genesis 49. 25 and let's see what he says even by the god of your fathers who will help you by the almighty who will bless you with blessings of heavens above blessings from the deep that lies below blessings of the breasts and of the womb okay so now let's go to luke luke 5 we'll go to 41, 4 through 11. So it says, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, said, Master, we work all night and took nothing, but your words, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great multitude of fish and their nets were breaking. They beckoned to their partners in the other boat, and they should come and help them. They came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But Simon Peter, when he saw it, fell down at Jesus' feet, praying, Depart from me, for I am a man of sinful means, Lord. For he was amazed, and all were with him at the catch of fish which were caught. And so also was James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partnered with Simon? Jesus said to Simon, "Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catch, will be catcher catching people alive, meaning the gospel." When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. So he called them to follow him, but in order to prove a point, he did this miracle in front of Simon Peter, or Simon or Kiefer. And it caused Kiefer to believe. So, we see that Simon Peter ended up believing as Yeshua being the Savior. So, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians now. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 2. 10 through 13. But to us God reveals them through the spirit, for the spirit searches for all things, yes, the deep things of God. For th- who among men know the things of men except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except God's spirit. Ah. So if we want to know the Father and know what yes, she was going to do for our life and the plans. We have to seek the deeper meaning of spirituality. We have to understand that the Lord is Lord God. And that he has a deeper spiritual connotative meaning. So we see that with this. Um, and it is enlightening to see it. Um, let's see. Okay, well, we'll go on. But we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of which is from God, that we might know the things that were freely given to us by Yahuwah, or God, which things also we speak, not in words which men wisdom teach, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And this is how we get from the baby step, which is drinking of milk, to eating solid food, to eating meat. Of the word Um, this is how we grow if we don't understand with the Ruach or the spirit the things that he wants us to know then we don't go very far we end up going back into the world we end up going back into the things that are not of him because we have a place outside of this realm A good example that alludes to the understanding thereof is the fact that he tells us he has prepared a place for us, but he also has prepared us a new body as well. When we give up this old shell, our new body is revealed. Therefore, former things are gone and we go into new things. So, this is Mashiach's promise to us through the Father. So, we look at Yeshua, the Father, and the Spirit are one entity, but they have things that are of them. And we Are of the father we are the seed of the father through Yeshua so we see this I'm using it in a Jewish context but it's the same Christian or Jew doesn't matter we take in his promises we take in his obedience by being obedient to him that's how we show our love otherwise if we're not doing the things he wants us to do and we're not listening to the things we are listening not listening to through him and learning then we are not of him so how can we say that the spirit has been done away with when how can you say that you can't really say that and there there is a many that say this it's not true you cannot live without the spirit Otherwise, the father and and everything that he's done is in vain. And he doesn't know us. He turns his back. He doesn't speak. He doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything. These are the things of the father through his son. So we must understand that Yahuwah does have a son. The son was the word, is the word, will be the word. Therefore, they are one entity in the same they created us. Our human self is a reflection of the Father. Only we made the mistake of sinning through Adam and Eve, and he's been passed on. Now um let's see. Six day mystery, the milk of heaven. Um now Okay, we are 15. Alrighty. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. So, I'm going to throw up Impact Church. Uh, you can find them at impact-arnton.com. Uh, they're at 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio. They have Sunday services at 11 a.m. Uh, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I currently, as I said, about four weeks ago, excuse me, sorry there, um, I had turned in my uh, thing for becoming ...more of a member... Um, ...several days ago... two weeks ago, so... ...but now... ...we are going to talk about... ...the secret of the celestial seed... ...what's a celestial seed... ...um... ...and why is it important... ...um... ...celestial deals with... ...the outer cosmos... ...heaven... ...hell... Um, so forth and so on. I took about 20 minutes away. And yes, I did cover my, uh, camera so you wouldn't see what was going on. You heard the noise, but that was about it. Uh, when I do my breaks, I don't want anybody to see what I'm doing, so. Um, from here on in that, when I do the live sessions like this, it will be that way when I take a break. Uh, there will be some noise in the background because of family and whatever. But most of the time I do my recordings in in, at home. As you can see, some of the stuff behind me. um, It's commonplace here. But right now we're two minutes in at the top of the hour, half hour, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to talk about the Celestial seed. So... This takes place in Matthew 13. It's going to be 3 through 23. So that's quite a long reading. Um, But we're going to start here. He was holding in one hand, the teacher, a cloth bag, and in the other a small shovel. Mm, Interesting. What does a cloth bag and a shovel have to do with anything? He led... His student to a spot of soil that had been marked out for planting. Interesting. He reached into the bag and placed in the student's hand a sample of its contents. So when you think about it. So you have a rabbi or teacher or a preacher, whatever, take you out. And he has a bag and a shovel. Now... Typically, when you talk about gardening, which I do a lot of gardening on my times off, um, you have one or two things that are presented. You either have a plant or a seed. Usually, a seed is in a packet or in a bag. Whether it be cloth, whether it be paper, it doesn't matter, but you have a seed. A plant has a burlap bag wrapped around it or is in a pot you have to remove the pot put it in the ground it's the same principle it just they cut the time of raising the plant from the seed like some seeds like tomato seeds take seven to ten days where other ones take three weeks they already have the plant raised up you don't have to worry about planting a seed and possibly losing (laughs) the seedling. In other words, it has quite substance on it versus a seed is what starts the minute process. And I'm talking from a greenhouse point of view because I have had uh, training in greenhouse. So I know I've also medically, it's the same way when you have a baby, it takes two seeds. It takes the sperm, which would be the pollinator. You might say, in this case, the human pollinization and the egg, which is another seed, they come together to make a human being. That human being starts out as a clump of cells, then it starts developing and growing. Okay, so this is the same content, but a little bit different analogy. Okay, so let's go on. Seeds, he says, the teacher says, potential miracles. Each one is filled with the potential for life, growing, blooming, and fruitfulness. It's all there in the seed, okay? The plan. Everything it will become the plant, the flower, the tree. It's all inside its shell. So you might have a walnut tree has a walnut shell. Whether you have a bean seed, it has a shell. Two shells, usually. You have the bean itself has a skin that it breaks open. And then it's in a pod. Same way with a pea. Corn just has the seed. Sunflower has a shell. It has an outer shell, an inner shell, and then the pulp. So, depending on what you want to look at it as, it is the same way with a human. You have an egg, sperm, come together, they make a seed, that seed develops. It implants in the mother's womb and it grows. Okay? So, same analogy. Okay, he goes on to explain... What happens if the seed stays in the bag? Hmm. Nothing. Nothing happens. Exactly, says a teacher. And that was a student's comment. Nothing happens. Um. All its potential stays unrealized. But if we take the seed and plant it into the soil, everything changes. The seed becomes one with the earth. The shell opens up and the life inside the seed joins itself to the soil around it. It puts roots, draws its life from the earth. The plant is active. The promise unlocked and the potential becomes reality. Hmm. Think of this analogy of salvation. It starts out as a seed. The Father plants the Word as a seed, and it grows. It becomes a living entity. It grows within because He gives it life inside us. And it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows and our life changes, then it fruits. We produce fruits. That fruit is other lives being saved, okay, or salvation being spread, okay? So you're going to plant the seeds, yes, he said, but that's not why I brought you here. Reaching into his pocket, he took a book and handed it to him. It was a Bible. Interesting. The Word. What's inside this? asked the students. The Word, he answered. The Word. The Word. The Bible. The Word answered the student seeds ah the word is seeds he replied the Word of God itself refers to the Word of God as a seed the Bible is the container of many seeds and every seed every word is potential miracles and as it is a seed so is the Word of God. each word has the potential to produce life, grow, bloom, fruit, and a miracle and a miracle in all there insides the seed, inside the Word. But if the seed stays in the bag <laughs> if the Word stays on the pages and is never sown to life then its life stays unlocked, unutilized. So the word must be sown. Interesting. Sown to what soil? Asked the students. Sown into the soil of life. He replied, the teacher was teaching. Into the into the lives of others and to the soil of your life as well. The seed must become one with the soil, so that the word must become one with your life. So you need to sow the word in every situation of your life, and let it become one with the soil, the soil of your heart, your thoughts, your emotions, your life. For when the word becomes one with your life, it is. then its shell will break open, and its plan will be activated." Its promises unlocked, its life unleashed, and its miracles begun. Interesting. Talking about a cosmic seed, the Word is what he's referring to. So today's mission, take, take a seed from the Word of God and plant it in the soil of your heart. Let its promises be unlocked and bear its fruit in your life. So... Let that seed come up abundantly. Let it grow. Let it develop. Let it produce the fruits of life. Okay. So now we're going to look at Matthew 13 3 through 23. So let's see what Yeshua spoke. He says, He spoke to them many things in parables, saying, Behold, a farmer went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside. And the birds came and devoured them. Remember, the bird is Satan. Um, Others fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they strangled out because they had no depth of earth. When the sun raised, they were scorched because they had no roots. They withered away. Others fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked them. Others shown the good soul, yet, and yielded fruit, some a hundred times as much, some sixty times, and some thirty. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. The disciples came and said unto him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them, To you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but it is not given to them. He answered them, see for who has whoever has to him will be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have for he will be taken away which even when which he has therefore I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hear they do not hear neither do they understand in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says by hearing you will hear and will it No way understand, seeing you will see, and in no way will perceive. For the people's hearts have grown callous, their eyes are dull of hearing. They have closed their eyes, and, or perhaps, they might perceive with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and should turn again. And I would heal them, but blessed are your eyes and ears, for they see and your ears for they hear for most certainly I tell you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see the things which you see and don't see them and hear the things which you hear and do not hear them hear then the parable of the farmer when one hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away that which is sown in his heart that is what was sown by the roadside, yet he has no root in him to endure for a while. When oppression, okay, let's go back and read right what he's saying. What was sown on the rocky place, this is he who hears the word and immediately with joy receives it. Yet he has no roots in himself, but endureth for a while. Then oppression or persecution arises because of the word. Immediately he stumbles. What was sown among thorns, that is, he who hears the word but the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Hmm. Okay. What was sown on good soil, that is, who hears the word and understands it who most certainly bears fruit, produces some 100 times as much, some 60 times, and some 30 times. Okay. He said another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sows good seed in his field. But while the people slept, an enemy came and sowed... Okay, the enemy came and sowed Darnell weeds among the wheat and went away. So, we stopped there. I went a little bit over 23 just to give you an example of what he means. Now, let's go to 1 Peter, and we are going to gleam these two verses, both 1 Peter 1.23 and that one, and see what it says have been born having been born again not of corrupted seed but of incorruptible seed through the word of, of Yahuwah which lives and remains forever. So again here we see not only Yeshua talking about the word of God being or the word of Yahuwah being how would you say seeds that are planted in the heart but also the word being the planting of the spirit. So the spirit grows with the word. You learn, you take in, you digest, and then you apply it. Is what it means, um, and that's what it means. The word is a celestial seed. Um, in his analogy, were to take and bear much fruit. In this case. One person goes to another person, goes to another person, goes to another person. And it all refers back to that one person spreading the word. Okay. Look what I'm doing here. I'm laying the foundations for someone to be saved, to understand the word in a context that is enlightenment. But yet, at the same time, I'm using a book that teaches. So, you're applying a teaching with the word. So, to glean the understanding, one must understand what God wants Hmm. that comes with salvation. So, I'm going to cut it here tonight. Um, We're actually 35 minutes in, almost an hour anyway. So, I want to get this pushed out so I can do some other things. And I'm going to say you have a wonderful evening, (laughs) both out there in iPod land and my podcaster. So, and on YouTube and Facebook, you have a wonderful evening. I love you guys. Bye.